Hi guys, I just want to quickly jump on and pre-record this message before the beginning of this bonus episode. This episode was originally intended to air on my 23rd birthday, which would have been the 16th of April. But when it came time to recording, certain cards didn't align and Jodie ended up still being on a moving train. And we couldn't reschedule because Jodie's schedule is so hectic, which I'm still super grateful that she found the time in her schedule to begin with to chat with me. And basically... As you will hear in this episode, there are a lot of outside noises such as train doors, train announcements and some of the audio is a bit rubbish because of being on a train and things. Um, So I still wanted to air the episode so we will leave it unedited uh, for the most part and you'll be able to hear quite an iconic conversation because I think that this is the first time ever in podcast history that one half of a podcast has been on a moving train but I didn't want to put it out as a full episode because obviously the audio isn't the best so I really am super grateful that Jodie found the time in her schedule to speak with me and I'm still such a massive fan and I can't wait until lockdown and everything is over and maybe by the time that you're all hearing this it might be over so fingers crossed and that I can get to see her in the theatre and hopefully we can have a sit down conversation and chat about all things theatre but in the meantime please enjoy this episode and go and show Jodie all of the love in the world on all of her social medias thank you so much guys and enjoy this bonus episode the first ever drama school dropout bonus episode Hello and welcome to another episode of Drama School Dropout which is now part of the High Productions family. As per usual my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout and today it's a very special episode because while you're listening to this I'm finally 23. It's my birthday and what better way to celebrate it than be joined on my podcast by one of the West End's leading ladies. Please welcome to the podcast Jodie Steele. Drama school dropout, no graduation day for you. Drama school dropout, thought your whole course, now try something new. Drama school dropout. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so lovely to have you on. Listen, you're going to be fine turning 23. You make a great 23 year old, always good. <laughs> um how are you I know you're on you're on a train at the moment this is a drama school dropout first I know I'm so sorry I'm just uh I'm very busy I'm very busy and um I'm very grateful for it booked and blessed well I just I kind of making things happen let's say that making things happen so uh yeah it's what you've got to do especially after 2020 yeah yes exactly and uh, some big decisions have been made today and I'm on the edge of my seat as to whether I've made the right ones or not. But, oh. you know, we move. So oh, so we'll be looking out for the social media announcements of you just playing every part in the West End. Oh, who knows? No. <laughs> I wish. So the first question that I always like to ask everyone is, how did you get into acting and what was your first role? And it could be any role, whether you were Mary in the primary one, Nativity... My, my first role I can remember yeah was playing Peter Pan um, in Peter Pan when I was in year eight but actually been as you said about nativities I remember 
that I played the head angel lol, that carried, got to carry the baby Jesus to his mum when I was in year three. So there we go. So playing principal leads right from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, had that down. <laughs> It's really cool that you talk about Peter Pan. Peter Pan's one of my favourite Disney films ever. And I've got like, it's in my living room on my bookshelf, but I've got like a little figurine of Peter Pan and everyone's always like, you're 23. And I'm like, leave me alone. (laughs) I love it. You should never grow Um, up. (laughs) So I've been a fan of you for quite a while. And I have to admit the first time that I ever seen you was on Altogether Now which was years ago yeah but while I was doing my research and obviously I know you from Heather's six and I'm like looking and the roles just don't seem to stop like the iconic roles like when you're looking at what you've done Mimi and Rent (laughs) and Wicked like Heather Chandler um Catherine Howard and six yeah what what was your favorite like what's your favorite role that you've ever got to perform Oh, there are so many. I, I actually think Sherry in Rock of Ages was quite up there for me. Um, I loved the show. I loved her story and the way that Nick Winston allowed me to portray her as a very strong-willed woman rather than just a, a wet blonde that didn't really, you know, wet <laughs> white blonde that was like, oh, we didn't go down that route. And I just loved, I loved Rock of Ages. Um, but funnily enough, my favourite ever part was playing um, Zelda Fitzgerald, who, who was a real-life lady, in a workshop production called Zelda. And uh, she was Scott Fitzgerald's wife. And he um, it kind of mentally abused her so that she believed she was insane. And then she developed an alcohol problem. And so it was a very deep, gritty part that I really had to delve into. I had to do so much research and I kind of went a bit method on it. <laughs> But it was such a great <laughs> challenge for me. And I think that's been one of my favourite things that I've ever done, for sure. So I'm an absolute rent head. Like, I love rent. And I'm not massively into musical theatre. I'm more... It's my favourite. But I love rent. And, and like, love I watch that. the documentaries all the time about, like, how... Is, is it true that Jonathan Larson's mum and dad come to every production of rent? Yeah. <laughs> that must have been pretty cool. I do. I mean, there's so many, but the one... Yeah, that they do hear of, and um, they do. Listen, Rent's my favourite musical, so you and me both. <laughs> um, so what else I wanted to talk about was obviously your stint in Heather's, and that must have been such a unique experience because the leading lady of the company was recording everything for YouTube. What was that like as an actor, sort of knowing that a lot of your experiences in Heather are going to end up on Carrie's YouTube channel? Oh God, you know, I never even thought about it at the time and probably haven't since. Like, <laughs> she's got such an incredible work ethic. And um, I learned a lot from, hello, train man, talking. I learned a lot from her work ethic. I already had a, a great work ethic in juggling things, but um, Carrie opened my eyes to, you know, just delving into other paths that are creative and making things happen for yourself. So learn not to be scared to take risks i don't play it comfortable anymore play it safe anymore particularly with the decision i just made today oh i can't wait until like all of the news is out and hear more about it (laughs) crazy um but yeah heather's was mental and it was um it was a once in a lifetime experience i think heather chandler will always 
be such an iconic thing for me personally. Yeah. Yeah. It's the one show that I really regret not seeing because I just never made it down to London. (laughs) It's like, because obviously you watch all the YouTube videos. I just never made it to London. I was like in the middle of uni, (laughs) dropping out of uni. I was like, I'm I'm really really annoyed I got didn't get to see that so um I saw on your Instagram the other day you've announced a new musical called Disenchanted and it's all online I believe it is yes yes so you're playing Snow White yeah how how is this process being taken on like a beloved fairy tale character uh well it's not it's like the princesses as you've never seen them before um Snowy is the mother hen of the group. She's also like a bit whip cracking and um, keeps them all in line. So she's a bit of a she can be a bit of a of a bitch actually. To be honest <laughs> with you, we love um, that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of that kind of charm of vibe in her, but a lot much more mature than they're, they're very different characters. I mean, slight slight similarity, but. Yeah, she was the mother hen. She she kind of introduced every princess and just tries to keep the show running. Um, yeah. So it's kind of not as... And then we flip into that sweet and pristine moment when she like snaps back. And what was really great for me is that I got to use so many colours of my voice. Um, Which, I just, mean, if you look at your like repertoire of singing videos, which are all over the internet, it's yeah. it's like... I'm like, like I said, I'm not massively into musicals and things, um, but like your voice is just something else. <laughs> um, oh, thank you. No, I, I, I don't know. I, I, do you know, I genuinely think of myself more as an actress than I do a singer, like a hundred percent. So I'm always in awe of people's singer voices and find it so weird when, when people like yourself say stuff like that, I'm like, oh gosh, not at all. No. <laughs> It's it's mostly just because I was obvious I was introduced to you on Altogether Now and I remember sitting and watching it and I was like, why is she a reality TV contestant? Why is she not working in the industry? And I, I Googled your name and then I was like, Oh, she does. Never mind. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But then so when is all the disenchanted stuff happening and where can people get tickets? So there we've um all this princesses we've put the link everywhere online so if you just pop onto one of our instagrams um it is streaming on i believe it's the 9th 10th 11th and 12th i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure those are the dates yeah um of april and yeah it's um it's a very unique show and i think if you miss it you'll kick yourself for missing it i think it's something i'll go and buy tickets today yeah i do think i do think it's something that people should watch like it is hilarious it is hilarious and we had such short amount of rehearsal that how we put it all together, particularly myself, Sophie Isaacs and Ali Daniels, we, um, they're like my two minions of Snow White. So we, <laughs> we had a lot to do in the show. We, we had like a week to learn the whole show at home. Um, it just shows how resilient actors can be. Like when we need to do something, we will just step up and do it. You know, we are viable. <laughs> um, Fuck the Tories. And, uh, yeah. And then we just kind of had, yeah, we just had a day. We had one day and we created this like crazy 
masterpiece that's just so funny and I mean you've seen my every everyone's like which one are you and I'm like the one in the, the black wig does it really not look like me like I had to um, look twice really I was like which one is Jodie playing yeah yeah so funny but I was just really honored to be a part of it and to um to get to play such a you know a cool part for me and and it just shows that like the parts that I'm playing are, are starting to mature slightly you know um yeah even though some of the girls I think some of the girls are older than me anyway um I was playing like the mother hen character I think for the first time ever in my life and I really enjoyed it so yeah and <laughs> I was really at the beginning of like lockdown and things I wasn't a massive fan of virtual theater and I was like I was really ignorant I was like we're going to be out in a month we can just go back to the theater then I can't be bothered like yeah but like I produced my own play and we'd done an online rehearsed reading of it and it's exactly yeah. the same feeling that you get sitting watching a play through a screen as you do in the theatre. So if you're missing the theatre, there are theatre companies all over the world and actors who are producing shows. So the show must go on. And yeah, people have, people, have worked, yeah people have worked so hard to make things happen constantly. What's what's made me laugh a little bit is people being like, you know, theatre will come back. And I kind of just want to respond sometimes to social media. Not that I spend a lot of time on social media because it just does no favours on my head. But um, I kind of just want to respond like, it's not gone anywhere. It's been here the whole time. Yeah. It's been present the whole pandemic. Like, it has made, it has adapted. And we went into lockdown and everyone that... turned Hamilton on on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, and also, like, we've how much stuff has been created for streaming purposes like it's insane i think it's something i think it's a, an art form that is now here to stay i think oh, there yeah. will be odd contracts here and there where we're like oh we're doing the filmed adaption or, or film version of, of this show but it will still be a stage show that is directed just entirely for camera i think it's something that is now here to stay for sure and it's going to be so great because now people that can't get to london we'll be able to see like the original West End cast of Heathers or whatever it may be yeah. that's recorded. And it's going to just open it up because could you imagine like talking about Rent again, could you imagine like if they'd have recorded that, that first ever, like after Jonathan Larson had died and they all sat around the table and then halfway through, they couldn't just, they couldn't just sit anymore and they all got up. Like, could you imagine actually be able to watch that? Like, no, <laughs> like it would be something else. Yeah incredible so, you know, so it's it, going it, to just like open everything up yeah a hundred percent yeah and please people anyone listen to this like please keep supporting theatre because you know Disenchanted is a prime example of something that's just happened so close to the brim of things going live again that I hope people don't disregard all the recording projects coming up in the next couple of months you know like still please like give them your attention and yeah because and we're not going to be we're not going to be right back to normal straight away we're not going to be full theaters it's still going to be sort of half capacity and things but that's obviously that's great but still you can enjoy a show and support your actors or your favorite actors at home i'm here i'm here i'm here i'm here, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> i was like i think we're gone again um but yeah, you can, you can, theatre online tickets are a fraction of the price. So everyone can come and see it. There's no sort of, well, I can't afford 80 quid for Les Mis tickets. Like yeah. it's opened it up to such a wide variety of people. And yeah. 
speaking about that, I want to talk to you about the Jodie Steele Associates because a lot of I've seen a lot of that buzzing around on social media. So that uh, I may slightly downgrade my description of it here, but it's singing, acting, and dance workshops. Am I correct? It is indeed. Yeah, and we're we're going to um, look into doing film workshops and all sorts of things. I may have just um, completely butchered the description no no you didn't at all no 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 and and there's so many plans for it to um for it to become a saturday school up and down the country uh a drama school um you know i just think we are we're very heavily um oh my gosh he's asking for my ticket i'll tell him <laughs> on the podcast hopefully he will um uh what was i saying uh, as a, someone who does a lot of dance shows but i don't particularly um oh, I'm doing a podcast <laughs> thank you <laughs> um, I, I don't I don't particularly um I wouldn't say I am a dancer but I do dance and I think yeah. a lot of kids tend to turn their back on workshops because they're like oh no I'm not a dancer I can't go and I really want JSA to be played out but, but like come anyway because it's a supportive atmosphere and then you know we do cater for the dance dancers and I just want it to cater for everyone and be a place where people just accept that everyone's different have, have different levels of talent and different types of talent and it should all be celebrated like enough of this who's more talented than who no you're just different yeah it's not a like case you will never better. catch me in a dance workshop I have two left feet <laughs> It took me, I did High School Musical when we were in year 11 because I went to school in Newcastle and it took me yeah. three days straight to learn that we're all in this together thing. Right, love it, ne- love it. Never again. Um, <laughs> but, so how did that actually, how did you start all of that? Did you just one day think I'm going to like pass on what I've learned? Yeah, well, um, I was teaching a lot of workshops during Rock of Ages because it was a Tuesday to Saturday tour. So I knew I had two days a week off and that, listen, I just need one. So I say that, having two is lovely, but I just still want to be productive and, and have my fingers in different paint pots. So I was traveling up and down the country on the first or second day off that we had and then going back to the tour. And uh, yeah, I just, um, I just fell in love with passing that knowledge on that I have I still find it crazy that anyone cares what I have to say or what I think but you know if it helps people I'll do anything to help people and lift them up yeah. and put a smile on someone's face and then um Carl Strickland who runs the Leicester Theatre Group just rang me so I had talked to him he's like look I've been looking for the right person to start up a business with the model that we have from JSA for so long and I found her and I was like oh who is it <laughs> is that you <laughs> And I was like, oh, absolutely not. Like, there's no way I could juggle that. And he was like, no, just you'll have a team behind you. Like, you won't be on your own. And it is a lot of work. And it's every day, like, it's the case of juggling things and sorting things out, meetings, um, coming up with ideas, sorting out dates. Doing podcasts on trains. Emails, you know. And I teach four JSA, teach the one-to-ones. Yeah. podcasts on trains on the way home to then go to teaching on zoom to then do a live about the jsa summer school and then in the evening i've got some paperwork to do because i've just finished my pt level three um but so yeah so all systems I go. trusted him and you know there are days where i'm like oh yeah and there are days where i'm like oh my god i run a business like what am i doing but i just <laughs> you know i don't think i ever 
I don't think you should, you know, it's not for everyone. Um, but I don't know where we are. I haven't missed my stuff, have I? Imagine. Imagine if I've missed my stuff. You've missed your stuff um, just for the podcast. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think I ever have been person to not take risks. I think yeah. I've been that girl that's sat on the edge and and left things when it was safe to stay but I just thought well what I can't I kind of live in that what could happen realm and that does sometimes put me in the shit don't get me wrong um <laughs> Same. I just swore am I allowed to swear I'm sorry yeah swear as much just, as you just want just I've in case, said fuck the Taurians about six that's... times <laughs> swear as um, much as you want news, I haven't missed my stop I haven't missed my stop <laughs> um but uh yeah I think I have just been that I've been inclined that way that I just sometimes put myself in tricky situations because I took a risk and yeah. oh no don't die on the phone and um yeah so uh yeah um and well, I, I think anybody I that's sort of, that way even though there's been a pandemic yeah, yeah I think anybody that sort of says that they want to do this full-time is a risk taker because yeah you're never guaranteed anything and things like that so no, I take my hat off to anybody who just says this is what I want to do and I'm going to yeah. do it forever. We've come to the end of the podcast and this has been an iconic episode because we've never had Aww. a podcast on a train before. I think this could possibly be the first, I'm going to go well, ahead and say, I'm going to say that this is the first time in the world that one half of a podcast has been on a moving train. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and just say that, that this is the first time this has ever happened but thank you so much for coming on it's been such a pleasure like I said I'm such a massive fan and I I hope we can meet up and do this all over again in times where (laughs) we're not wearing face masks and social distancing um but yes everybody go and check out i'll put all of the links to disenchanted in the description box below check it out buy tickets support your local theaters and where can everybody find you on social media uh, if you just type in Jody Sam Steele to Instagram and Twitter, although I really don't use Twitter, I try, but um, I don't know anybody that uses Twitter. I just apart do. I'm from a kind me. of post and go girl, so oh, I can't. I do sometimes, but it just I don't read. Because, I don't read Twitter because it's quite negative, isn't it? No offense to anyone that likes it. There's sometimes the odd tweet, but I'm normally tweeting about food. So if you fancy a tweet about food come check me out Jodie Smart Steel and on Instagram Jodie Sam Steel and again I just kind of talk about all sorts of nonsense so if you have a fancy giggle come check me out <laughs> yeah my Twitter is full of mental breakdowns and telling Piers Morgan to go fuck himself so good good I appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you so much for coming on it's been so lovely and I hope uh, fingers crossed for everything that you've got in the pipelines and hopefully we'll be seeing you on the stage soon <laughs> Uh, thank you so much thank you thank you so much um have a lovely day i hope the rest of your train isn't too bad <laughs> thank you bye thank you my darling bye, bye. Try something new, trying to scoot up.